Welcome to episode 185. I'm Stuart McCullough. I'm the CEO of VHAA. Joining me for this week's discussion is workplace relations consultant and member of the query team, Madeline White. Good afternoon, Maddie. Hi, Stuart. So, Maddie, you know the drill. Uh, we're going to show a clue. This clue is in two parts. Uh, the first is an image that's now on screen. For the benefit of those people who are listening to this podcast rather than watching, can you describe what you see? Um, I can see a pair of old thongs, I believe. Yes, that is a very fair description. And now, now is our second image is now on screen. And could you again describe that for those who are listening? Okay, so on screen I can see a photograph of a conversion table. Um, Excellent. That that's what it is. It's a conversion table. People will be familiar with that from from cooking, I suspect. So based on uh, the, the clue, the two pictures of the old pair of worn uh, thongs and the conversion table, what would you say that uh, the uh, subject for today's discussion is? Um, well, I think conversion table is leaned towards some form of conversion um, in our EBAs um, and thongs, given that they're a bit worn out um, and if you were to wear them in the street, I think it's a bit of casual look, so maybe casual conversion. I'm a little bit blown away because most people get this horrifically wrong, but but Maddie, that's that's entirely correct. We're going to be talking about casual conversion and more specifically changes with regards to casual employment that have been made to the Fair Work Act. But uh, if you could kick it off by just letting us know when those changes took place. Certainly. So on the on Friday the 26th of March, the Fair Work Act was amended to change workplace rights and obligations for casual employees. That's correct. So um, the changes were made by the uh, Fair Work Amendment in brackets, supporting Australia's jobs and economic recovery, close bracket, Act 2021, which came into effect on, on Saturday the 27th of March. What was the purpose of the amendments? So according to the explanatory memorandum, uh, the main purpose of the amendments was to address uncertainty, uh, financial implications and potential litigation resulting from the WorkPAC Proprietary Limited and Rosato and WorkPAC Proprietary Limited and Scheme decisions, about which you can find more information in podcast episode 156. Okay, so what happened in those cases? So in each of those cases, long-term casual employees were found to be permanent uh, following consideration of the entire employment relationship rather than just the employment contract at the point of commencement. So these findings meant that the employee was owed various leave entitlements uh, that would be reserved for permanent employees. And somewhat significantly, uh, the employer was not permitted to offset the casual loading payments against the entitlements that were owed. And what changes have been made to the Fair Work Act? So the following amendments have been made to the Act. Then there are four amendments to, to bear in mind. First, a legislative definition of casual employee has been inserted. Secondly, underpayment claims by employees who were thought to be casual but are found by a court to be permanent can be offset against any casual loading paid, uh, which is usually around 25%. Thirdly, employers will have an obligation to offer permanency to casual employees who have been employed for 12 months uh, in certain circumstances. 
And fourthly, a casual employee information statement must be provided to casual employees on commencement. So previously there has not been a statutory de definition of casual employees. How has a casual employee been defined until now? Yeah, it's interesting. So uh, whilst uh, there may not have been a statutory definition, really common for that term to be defined in awards uh, and, uh, and agreements. But in addition, the multiple court decisions over time have developed that uh, meaning of, of the term casual employee at common law, uh, focusing on the nature of the employment relationship at engagement, uh, as well as the substance of the employment relationship uh, when considering post-contractual conduct. And if I give an example, um, that's really describing considering the, the employment relationship, not just as it's been described, but as it is as a question of fact. Um, we often say that if you have an apple and call it an orange, it doesn't make it an orange, it's still an apple. The same is true with regards to, to traditional and to casual employment. If you were engaged as a casual, but the employment relationship doesn't match that, then it was always uh, possible for a court to, to make that point and find that the person should have been permanent. Okay, so even if a casual employee was contracted as a casual, the contact of the parties might have meant they weren't a true casual. That, that's right, and uh, it means that employees who've engaged as casual might be something else at some point in time, um, bearing in mind that an employment relationship can, can develop. Um, but what it means in a practical sense is that that person might become entitled to be paid national employment standard entitlements that casuals don't receive, such as annual leave, such as personal leave, despite the 25% casual loading that is intended to compensate for the absence of those entitlements. What has this meant for employers? So that common law understanding meant employers and employees had to evaluate their employment relationship to understand the nature of the entitlements and obligations at any point in time. And I do need to make a point that those work pack decisions didn't introduce that idea. It's not a new concept. Uh, that concept that how it works as a question of fact needs to match the label uh, as such, but it does mean that things can be mislabeled and somebody might be permanent when they have been labelled as a casual. Okay, so now there is a clear statutory definition of a casual employee, how are they defined? So according to the new definition, a person will be considered a casual employee if they're offered employment with no firm advanced commitment to continuing an indefinite work according to agreed pattern of work, uh, and they become an employee as a result of accepting that offer. How can you determine whether the employee was offered employment with no firm advance commitment? So this is a really critical point. The definition states that the only factors that will be considered in determining whether the employer has made no firm advance commitment are whether the employer can elect to offer work and whether the employee can accept or reject the work offered. Secondly, uh, the employee will only work as required. Thirdly, employment is described as casual employment. And fourth, uh, the employee is entitled to casual loading or a specific rate of pay for casual employees under the terms of the offer or an industrial instrument. What about post-engagement conduct of the parties? Is this still considered? So this is the significant part about the definition. The new definition clearly states that the assessment is to be made on the basis of the offer of employment and not the subsequent conduct of either party. So this change is significant because it overturns the decision in Rosato. Okay, so once a casual, always a casual? 
essentially. Uh, once employed as a casual, an employee will continue to be casual until they become a permanent employee through casual conversion, or they are offered an acceptable or part-time employment. Does this new definition apply to all casuals existing and new? Yeah, the definition applies retrospectively to offers of casual employment that were given before, on or after commencement of the amendments. So casuals who were employed immediately before 27 March 2021 and whose initial employment offer meets the new definition will continue to be casual employees. The next significant change to the Fair Work Act is a new entitlement under the National Employment Standards, a, new, a universally applicable mechanism for casual conversion. What does this entail? So just um, want to make a point that it's important to think about how these two elements work together. You've got a provision that says that you are, um, whatever you are engaged as you remain, uh, include in terms of casual employment, but then you've got a mechanism to convert people who are labelled as casual and perhaps should be permanent. So the new uh, NES entitlement states that an employer would be required to make an offer to convert a casual employee to equivalent full-time or part-time employment if the casual employee has been employed for a period of 12 months and the employee has worked a regular pattern of hours on an ongoing basis in at least the last six months of that period without significant adjustment, the employee could continue work as a full or part-time employee. Can you expand on the requirement for an employer to make the initial offer? Sure. Uh, if the casual employee meets the criteria that I've just gone through, an employer must make a written offer to their casual employee to convert to full or part-time permanent employment within 21 days of the employee's 12-month anniversary. What does this mean for existing casual employees? So by 27 September 2021, which is six months after the changes were put into effect, employers need to assess whether any of their existing casual employees employed before 27 March are eligible to be offered to convert uh, to permanent employment. And within 21 days of completing the assessment, the employer needs to make a written offer to convert their casual employee to permanent employment or write to their employee explaining why they won't be making an offer, which needs to be done no later than 27 September 2021. How do employees accept the offer to convert? To accept an offer to convert, employees need to respond to their employer in writing within 21 days after getting the offer. If they don't respond, their employer can assume that they've declined that offer. In what circumstances does an employer not need to make an offer? So the only reasons for not making an offer are the employee hasn't worked a regular pattern of hours uh, an ongoing uh, on an ongoing basis for at least six months, which they could continue working as a full or part-time employee without significant changes, uh, or the business has reasonable grounds for, for not making an offer. And the employer must notify the employee that they are not making an offer? Yeah, uh, and this is an important point because you're notifying the employee of, of something. Uh, either they are, uh, you're either offering them to, to convert or telling them why you won't in certain circumstances. So the employer needs to write to the employee within 21 days of the employee's 12 month anniversary, telling them that they aren't making an offer of casual conversion and the reasons for not making that offer. What are reasonable grounds for not making an offer? So the reasonable grounds relied on have to be based on facts uh, that are known or reasonably foreseeable and can include 
that within the next 12 months, the employee's position won't exist, the employee's hours of work will significantly reduce, the employee's days or times of work will significantly change, and that can't be accommodated within the employee's available days or times of work. Reasonable grounds can also include making the offer would not comply with the recruitment or selection process required by a Commonwealth state or territory law. Uh, the employer would have to make uh, a significant adjustment to the employee's work hours for them to be employed uh, full or part-time. The example, Maddie, that comes up most commonly for us in the in the health sector more broadly is that, that the hours belong to someone else. Um, so the, the person might be casual, but they are um, backfilling um, a permanent employee who is on leave, for example. Okay, so what rights do employees have if their employer doesn't make them an offer? So under the NES, employees uh, will also have a, um, uh, a right to convert, uh, or, or a right to request a casual conversion. And a casual employee can make a request uh, to convert to permanent employment from 21 days after their 12-month anniversary. That is, immediately after the time elapses where they should have received an offer. Uh, if they've been employed by the employer for at least 12 months, they have worked a regular pattern of hours on an ongoing basis for at least the last six months, and they could work, uh, they could continue working those hours as a full-time or part-time employee without significant changes. What about existing employees? So existing casual employees working for an employer on 27 March 2021 can make a request to convert from 27 September 2021 if they're eligible. Are there circumstances where an employee is not eligible to make such a request? Of course, uh, an employee is not eligible to make the request if in the last six months they've refused an offer from their employer to convert to permanent employment. Their employer has told them in writing that they won't be making an offer of casual conversion because there was a reasonable ground to not make that offer. And their employer has refused another request for casual conversion because there was a reasonable ground to refuse that request. Can employees only make a request on one occasion? Uh, no, a casual employee who believes they're eligible to become a permanent employee can make a request for conversion every six months. Sometimes employees can make a request even if their employer has told them in the last six months that they won't be making an offer of casual conversion. And employees can do this if they didn't get an offer because they hadn't worked a regular pattern in the six months before the earlier request, but now they have. Can you provide an example of when this might occur? Say an employee works on a casual basis and after working at their employer for 12 months, the employer writes to the employee telling them that they won't be making an offer to convert uh, employment to permanent. The employer explains that the employee isn't eligible because they've only worked a regular pattern for the last four months. The employee continues to work a regular pattern for the next two months, meaning that that employee has now worked a regular pattern for six months in total. The employee checks that they're eligible, makes a written request to the employer to convert the employment. The employer in that circumstance has to consider this request even though they wrote to the employee two months ago. Um, that's because the employee now meets the eligibility criteria. If an employee makes a request for casual conversion, what does the employer have to do? Employees need to respond in writing to an employee's request within 21 days and tell the employee that if they have or haven't accepted that request. If the employer refuses the request, they also have to tell the employee their reasons in their written response. So. Employers can't refuse a request unless they have discussed the request with the employee 
and have reasonable grounds to refuse the request. In circumstances where an employer makes an offer and the employee accepts or the employee makes a request and the employer accepts, what steps have to be taken next? So before a casual employee converts to permanent employment, their employer has to discuss with the employee their, their type of work, that is whether it's full-time or part-time, the hours of work as a permanent employee and the start date as a permanent employee. The employer needs to confirm this information in writing to their employee within 21 days after the employee or employer accepts the offer. What will the employee's start date as a permanent employee be? Well, the start date for, a per for permanent hours is on the first day of the first full pay period after the employer has written to their employee, unless the employer and employee agree to another day. For example, if an employee's pay period ends on, a, on Tuesday and the employer writes to the employee on Friday, then the start date for their permanent hours would be uh, the next pay period's Wednesday. What happens if a dispute arises about the casual conversion provisions? So if the parties to the dispute can't, uh, cannot attempt to resolve the dispute at the workplace level, can't resolve the dispute at the workplace level, the Fair Work Commission can deal with those disputes, but there's also a new avenue to resolve some disputes about casual conversion through the Federal Circuit Court. What happens if an employee is described as a casual, but through the court proceedings, the employee is determined to be permanent? So the Amendment Act introduces a new rule that requires a court to reduce any amounts that the employee would be entitled to by reference to casual loading amounts already paid to the employee to compensate for those entitlements. And previously, it wasn't always possible to offset the casual loading amounts, as we saw in Rosato? That's right. So the full federal court in that case found that the employer was not entitled to offset any casual loading payments it had made against a claim for unpaid entitlements, essentially giving the employee a double benefit. Now employers will be allowed to use the casual loading to offset relevant entitlements such as annual leave if it's found that the employee has been incorrectly described as a casual employee. Lastly, employers must provide casual employees with a casual employment information statement. That's correct. Employers must give every new casual employee a casual employment information statement before or as soon as possible after they start their new job. Uh, employers must give their existing casual employees a copy of the statement uh, as soon as possible after 27 September 2021. A copy of that statement can be downloaded from the Fair Work website. What are the next steps for members? Since the right to casual conversion forms part of the national employment standards, this may have an impact on existing entitlements to casual conversion uh, that are contained within enterprise agreements. So VHA is currently reviewing our enterprise agreements, uh, that the, the ones that already have casual conversion clause, clauses, and we'll provide advice shortly on NES compliance. Uh, but in the meantime, employers with a casual workforce will need to consider whether any casual employees meet the NES eligibility requirements, review casual employment contracts, many factors in determining if an employer's casual commitment can be addressed in the employment contract, as well as providing new and existing casual employees with the casual employee information statement. Okay, um, are there any agreements that do not contain a casual conversion clause? There are. The mental health agreement and maintenance agreement don't have casual conversion clauses, but the work that we've got to undertake now is to assess the changes to the NES against those clauses and identify whether there are any additional actions that VHA members now need to undertake to ensure compliance with the NES. Okay, thanks very much for that information, Stuart.
Thank you for, for joining me today, Maddie. Thank you.